0: Okay, hello everyone and welcome to the ACTUS podcast, Talking CDI, the nation's only program dedicated to the clinical documentation integrity profession. The ACTUS podcast is a bi-weekly program dedicated to bringing you closer to the difference makers in CDI and sharing the latest news and information relevant to the CDI profession and ACTUS. Today, Wednesday, August 26th, marks our 160th program. Our featured solution is Virtual Education Curtain Call, behind the scenes of star-studded CDI programs. This is a three-day online educational event. Frankly, it's free of charge due to the uh, generous efforts of our sponsors and exhibitors. We're encouraging folks to sign up today. It's a great way to get some additional CEUs now that we had to cancel the May program. Again, free program coming up the week after CDI week. Uh, September 23rd to 25, sign up today. Expect some more information about this over email as well. So again, my name is Brian Murphy, Director of ACTIS, the Association of Clinical Documentation Integrity Specialists and I'm your host for today's program, CDI Scorecards. Today's show is supported by 3M Health Information Systems. 3M is committed to driving the CDI industry forward, helping CDI teams reach new levels of performance. Clinical documentation integrity has never been more important than now, and 3M's industry-leading software and consulting experts can help empower your CDI teams to optimize their work. You can learn more at 3m.com forward slash CDI. All right, so I'm joined today by my co-host at left, Sharm Brody. Sharm is a regular on the show. You probably know her as an instructor for the CDI boot camps and a subject matter expert for, uh, for Actus. She's also a regular writer for our CDI journal, CDI Strategies, member of our Actus Regulatory Committee. And I'm pleased to have her back on the show. So welcome, Sharm.
1: Hi, Brian. Good morning.
0: All right. Next, I'd like to introduce today's special guest. I was just talking to Dawn beforehand, and we're getting her more involved with the Actus audience. You might recognize her as well. But she is the uh, System Enterprise Director of Inpatient and Outpatient CDI for West Virginia University Medicine in Morgantown, West Virginia. Dawn has 14 years of CDI experience, including speaking engagements at the national level. She recently helped deliver our program for us last month on uh, Back to the Hospital. Uh, In 2015, she developed a service line-based inpatient CDI program with a focus on physician education and engagement, had shared that with us on a prior uh, program, uh, and is actively expanding that concept across WVU Medicine's multi-facility system to include academic community and critical access hospitals. So Dawn is here today to share uh, her individual as well as enterprise-wide CDI scorecards, I'm very pleased to have her on the show. And just to remind, just to preemptively uh, mention to our listeners, we are gonna share a a copy of these. You'll see them on the program. So uh, I'm sure that'll be a frequently asked question. So before we get started, I'm going to start with a poll question related to today's topic. Go ahead and launch that. You should be seeing that on your screen. And the question reads, what metric do you consider most reflective of CDI excellence? You realize there could be many options here, but which of these options do you consider most reflective? Is it, is it chart review, volume, those total new and re-reviews? Is it your CDS's query rate, the financial impact they make, the quality impact they make, or other? please do uh, send those in. We realize there could be many other potential uh, options here. So send those to me, and we'll try to work those in again. The question we're asking is, which metric do you consider most reflective? Chart review volume, query rate, financial impact, quality impact, or other? All right. We're going to go ahead... And close that poll out. We've got about 75% of our audience that have voted. And of course, we will come back to that in just a few minutes uh, after our interview with Don. So Don, again, welcome to the program. Um, Thanks for coming on the show, being a part of the podcast, and and sharing some of the the homegrown tools you've developed. So maybe we could just start with an overview of the scorecards and what they contain and... and, uh, As I mentioned, I hope you don't mind if we do share a glimpse of these with the audience because uh, I know we're going to get some questions about it.
1: Well, thank you for inviting me, Brian, and having me on the show today. Um, CDI is a passion of mine, and I love talking about it, so it's good to be with a group of people who like to hear it. Um, Yeah, I would love to go over the scorecards, and you can certainly share that. Okay. Hopefully that will be helpful to everyone.
0: I'm going to start with the Individual scorecard, unless you'd like me to start with the enterprise one, but can you see that Don, do we have you on are you are you muted
1: oh gosh, 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 gosh. thing to learn that's new every single day and it's nice to have professional feedback where could I improve where are some education opportunities so that's what the individual CDI scorecard is for it's not a comparison between fellow CDIs it's giving that individual an idea a snapshot of their work they work really hard and it's difficult when you don't get any feedback about how you're doing and how you're impacting the organization. So, the types of things that we have on the scorecard, we do look at productivity. I think for a compliant program, um, you need to have some type of benchmark set. Uh, we look at the total number of queries. You know, a query rate uh, for me is not that significant because it is relative to where you might be placed. Um We look at the number of uh queries that had an actual financial impact. This helps us give feedback to this individual cdi as to how um, impactful their individual queries are. Are they asking the right questions uh or what are they seeking, and why are they seeking it? And the relative weight impact is an important metric uh, really for CFOs. They like to see that relative weight impact that speaks to them uh, volumes, and that helps the individual CDI see how their queries impact that number. Query response rate is important because that's communication between the provider. Are you communicating well? Are they responding to you? And uh, education hours, as you mentioned earlier, Brian, we brought physician education to the forefront. And 2015, and how many hours are you spending talking to your providers? Because that figures into your productive time. Uh, New reviews, we do have an average that we'd like to hit and follow-up reviews, so everybody's kind of staying at the same pace. And then second-level reviews can take a little bit of extra time, so we want to make sure we give you credit for the time that you spend on those as well. That's excellent. Very nice.
0: Yeah. Do you want me to share the Enterprise one as well now, Dawn? Sure. Okay. Sure that up here on the screen okay
1: okay so WV Medicine went to the system level in 2019 so my challenge was to combine four separate CDI programs at four different facilities into one and then reach across the system so it was a new challenge but first of all when I came on board I had to figure out where we were at baseline and uh, there's a lot of information that you need to look at in order to determine where you are, where you need to be, and where your gaps might be. So I had different stakeholders who are interested in CDI metrics, so I had to be able to speak to them as well. So we look at coverage rate overall. We also separate it out between Medicare and non-Medicare because Medicare generally is your bread and butter for your different organizations. So you want to make sure you know that you, you capture Medicare cases in some facilities are different than others, but we do like to weigh a little more heavily on Medicare. Uh, SHIPS worked. We wanna make sure that we're taking into account vacations, sick time, FMLA, things like that. How many actual CDI hours went into that particular month or that particular year. Total number of reviews, because we wanna make sure that we are capturing as many cases as we possibly can. Um, The number of queries that we're putting out there. Unanswered queries. That's important to understand because maybe we have some providers who need some one-on-one education, whether that's from a CDI perspective and those education hours that I talked about previously, or is that from a peer-to-peer perspective. Query response rate, are our providers engaged? The agree rate, um, are they understanding the question, and are our queries valuable and meaningful? Um, So are they agreeing with those and and do we have education needs? Uh, Total financial impact, if your C-suite is asking for that, you want to make sure that you're calculating that as well. Provider education hours is on here, the total, so we can show we have that engagement. Number of new reviews, we average those. It depends because CDIs have different projects and different things going on. So it's an average number of new reviews versus follow-up reviews. And then the next section in line 18 down to 28, that is a special project that we've been doing. We've been looking at specific DRGs where our data has showed that we might be underperforming underperforming compared to our cohorts. So we have a service line approach and we support our signature service lines like the Heart and Vascular Institute, which is what that HVI is, oncology, neuro, and we were looking at the pneumonias and peds as well. So these DRGs are actually changing for the next quarter, um, but we took a look at these specifically and we had team members who were focused DRG team members. Um, Coding shares the scorecard with us and it actually, this Uh, A a base of this scorecard originated at one of our facilities when we began, and we've pretty much expanded on this um, dramatically, but um, Coding shares this because they want to kind of watch what they're doing as well and how they're contributing. We monitor the CMI. We make sure that uh, we're keeping that where it needs to be, and, and that helps us demonstrate whether we're being impactful or not. So really, this overall is a strategic management view. How is CDI impactful to the organization as a whole, then at the facility level and at the individual CDI level? Where do we stand to improve? Where are our education gaps? Um, And we also partner with quality. So as you can see at the very bottom, we have medical mortality uh, observed to expected. So we pay attention to those numbers as well um, at the system and at the facility level so that we can can see how our uh, program is impacting those numbers.
0: That's great. I uh, appreciate it, Dawn. Just to maybe uh, Yeah, I'll let you continue here, Sharm. Um,
1: I think you've actually touched on it a little bit in your answering Brian's question, but just to be clear, can can you tell the audience why you actually implemented the scorecards? Um, maybe you could tell us some of the benefits that you've gotten from having them. Um and then the third thing is um what were some of the obstacles maybe that you've encountered that they may need to know if they're thinking about doing it. Sure. Um, Yeah, I I began the scorecard because I needed to see the baseline. Where are we facility-wise when bringing those four facilities together? And where are we at an entire organization level? and where our gaps might be, where we're underperforming, or maybe where we need to do some education, where where could we improve our program? So baseline and then follow it through and see how we can improve our program. I looked at it from a strategic management uh, approach. Are we helping our stakeholders? Who are they? That's our C-suite. That's our quality departments. These are the departments that we've partnered with and they want to know what's my what's my gain. You know, how are you going to be helping me? So in order to answer that question, I need to monitor certain things to let them know and show them through my data how I am helping them. And if I'm not, maybe I need to reevaluate the program and adjust adjust and go in a different direction. Um, So some of the obstacles that um, we came across technology. Technology is a huge obstacle at times. It takes time to build those reports. It takes time to pull that information and make sure that you vet it and that it's accurate. Um, so that can be an issue. Some of the benefits that I realized as a result of this, um, it has been fantastic for strategic management. One huge benefit was during the COVID crisis when uh, the CFOs were reaching out and saying, okay, you know, do we need to furlough people? Do we need to move people to different positions? Um, is there nothing for them to do? We were able to monitor our volumes throughout. We were able to shift the CDI, individual CDIs if they didn't have a lot in a particular work queue. They knew where there was work and they could shift to a different work queue. Um, so we were able to show that our financial impact continued to at the same level and did not dip drastically. So no one was furloughed. No one had to be moved to a different position, and we showed the impact of this program going forward. And uh, the benefits are we look at this monthly and quarterly and it helps us be strategic with our program and make those decisions as to where we go next and and where our needs are. Thanks. That's wonderful.
0: Yeah, thanks very much, Don. I, we're getting a lot of questions, which is great. Um, maybe just to ask one or two of them. Is the, the data that comes in here, are you manually entering that? Is this truly an Excel spreadsheet or, or does it come from the CDI system? Do you have any way to export it or, or help with just the, the, the data entry piece?
1: Unfortunately, the product that we have um, at this time, we're not able to export that information. So it is a manual process. We run the reports within that product, and then uh, my fantastic manager and a project assistant actually pull that information and enter it into the scorecards.
0: Gotcha. You know, and we've also gotten questions about, um, you know, just, I think some people naturally might feel a little defensive, like this is, this scorecard is a judgment of the CDI professional. So I, th- certainly there's probably things that can't be captured on here, traits, skills, uh, ability to educate. Those, I know you have education hours, but um, I guess what, w- are there certain other elements you use to evaluate your staff beyond these metrics and what's on the scorecard?
1: Absolutely. And... I want everyone to understand that this is not really an evaluation of the CDI. This is not meant as a criticism in any way. This is professional feedback. How am I performing? Where are some education gaps? Maybe you are in a a group of charts that are very complicated. You have trauma charts or you have complicated surgeries and maybe they take longer. Maybe there's an education opportunity here. Maybe you feel that it's overwhelming. There's too much on your plate and that's a discussion we can have to move you to another level location. I want our CDIs to be the best CDIs they can possibly be. And I don't want them to beat themselves up. I want them to look at this as an educational opportunity. So when the manager looks at things like this, she's not looking at it and pointing fingers. This is not punitive in any way. This is giving us a snapshot of that professional and helping them understand where they are and encouraging them Wherever they need to improve, do we need to offer you something with education? Do we need to take something off of your plate? How can we help you be the best CDI that you can possibly be? And we strongly encourage uh, every member to look into getting a CDI certification and uh, challenging them, themselves in that way. And we want to encourage them and support them to get to that level.
0: Mm-hmm. Great stuff. Thanks, mm-hmm.
1: Dawn. I like that. Um, you also John sorry, this is Sean again, you oversee your outpatient CDI staff. Can you talk about a, a little bit about your outpatient program? Um, and will you use those scorecards for those CDIs there too, for their efforts in outpatient? We will. In the outpatient setting, they'll look a little different because uh, they have a different approach. Right now, we are mainly looking for capture of HCCs. So uh, the technology in the outpatient setting is a little bit behind the inpatient setting. So we have struggled there with developing reports. But again, we have uh, some great team members uh, who are working on that diligently, and they've been able to develop a report recently that's pulling out the number of encounters that those CDIs review so that we can begin to look at productivity. Activity, what's reasonable there, uh, what should our expectations be. Um, our CDI educator is going to be working with them to make sure their workflow and their process and their queries are compliant. So that scorecard will um, evolve as we go forward, and that reporting is continuing to evolve in the outpatient setting. We look at HTC capture. We look at uh, RAF scores and gaps uh, with the help of our physician liaisons, and um, it's it's on the development side, as opposed in the in like the beginning stages, as opposed to the reporting level, we are in the inpatient setting right now. Yeah. Thank you.
0: All right, great. I guess maybe just to wrap up this initial discussion here, Don. You know, for listeners interested in implementing something similar, any suggestions you might have, uh, any stumbling blocks or lessons learned you to avoid that you could pass along to these guys.
1: First of all, I would say please put fears to rest. Um, As you pointed out, some people may be afraid, oh, I'm going to be compared to my peers, or uh, I'm going to, this is going to be punitive, I'm going to lose my job. That is not the intent of this at all. This is for educational purposes only, how can we help you improve your CDI practice? Um, so it, it should just be a mirror to look at themselves and evaluate themselves, and for the leadership to assist them and help them improve their practice. Um, I would say a caution Vet your data, when you pull that data out, give yourself time to make sure that it's accurate, to make sure that it's all encompassing and that you can speak to it. If there are discrepancies in there, make sure that you're willing and ready to address them and to explain them. When you get to the C-suite, they have a lot of questions and um, all all the the, uh, organizations um, who reach across the aisle and they collaborate with other departments, those departments wanna know where's that data coming from and how can we validate it? So make sure you, you understand your data and you can express it. Don't promise something that you can't get or that you cannot quantify or you can't vet. So be cautious um, with your data and just make sure that you have someone who can help you analyze it if you, that's not something that you're skilled at. Uh, I'm learning every day and I have some great team members who help me understand my data. Uh, my wish list is to have an analyst someday.
0: Yeah. That's a newly emerging position, and I, I I like all your comments about the the scorecards and their intent because you know, we we got a pre-submitted question about someone asking about um, you know and, and and how you account for things like the COVID-19 virus seasonal differences in CMI. She she mentioned for example how she uh, during the the COVID crisis was asked to review two different floors her query rate. Increased dramatically from 20 to 45 percent because of the type of patient mix she was seeing. Does that mean she's a, a better CDI specialist now if she's on a scorecard? But certainly, I, I imagine you have to account for those type of variables that 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 crop up that are going to look make the data change from month to month.
1: Absolutely. You have to vet all of your data, even when it comes down to the individual CDI. Were were they out sick for a period of time? Were they on vacation? Um, Did they have a a difficult setting compared to an easier setting? Mm -hmm. Um, It really is all relative to what that CDI is experiencing. So it's not whether you're a good CDI or a bad CDI. It's how are we leveraging your skills? How are we supporting you? How is that supporting the program itself? How can we help you improve or make it easier on you? Should we move you somewhere? Or you know, you come to the point that you've educated your providers, there are times when they're just not a lot of queries there. They got it, they understand what you're asking and, and they get to be automatic with it. So you take a break and you move in a different direction as to where you could be more impactful and supportive.
0: Right, great stuff.
1: That is so true. Love what you've said.
0: All right, let's go back and uh, take a look at our poll results. So again, we asked folks, what metric do you consider most reflective of CDI excellence? And as we can see here, the winner was quality impact at 44%, followed by financial impact at 29%. Third place, chart review volume at 11%. That includes new and re-reviews. 10% stress query rate. And then 6% said other. I'm going to... uh, take a look at some of those other results. So other are denial rate, uh, query agree rate for relative weight change, SOI, ROM, denial management coming up again, uh, documentation habit changes by providers, uh, those are just a few of the other responses. Any, uh, any thoughts on this poll, Don?
1: Yeah, I find that very interesting. uh, That quality came to the surface Mm -hmm. over top of financial. That shows that um, the majority of people who are listening in are moving in that direction, which is an excellent direction to go. Um, I expected the financial to be a little bit higher. Um, And for me, if I were to answer that question, I would have to say pretty much all of the above. I think query rate for me is not as significant as as the others. Um, But I think that, number one, it depends on your stakeholders, who's asking you the questions and who's looking at your data, who do you present to. Um, And then I think that um, if you're reaching across the aisle and you're collaborating across your entire organization as to where you can benefit the organization through the quality departments, our quality departments are so I have individual quality departments to speak to, and they're looking for their stake in it. Um, The providers themselves, they're asking for feedback. How am I doing? You you send me these queries. How am I doing? So all of that information is important for an excellent CDI program that is collaborative and, and where a CDI program sees itself as impactful. It's not just the financial, but in so many different directions.
0: Right. All right. Well, thank you, Don. Appreciate that. Let's uh let's switch gears here a little bit and move to our in the news item. So again, in the news is a regular segment featuring the latest news and industry updates relevant to the CDI profession. Today, I have you know some kind of some lousy news, unfortunately, but we we knew this was coming eventually. This is from uh, uh, RevCycle Intelligence is the name of the site. You can read the complete story here. I'm going to share the the link, as I always do in the show notes after the program, but essentially it's the, new, the big news is CMS resumes RAC audits and other medical review activities. Uh, these are being conducted by Max and RACs. These, as we probably know, were paused earlier this year due to the COVID-19 pandemic and health emergency. Uh, but according to the AHA, CMS ended the suspension of most Medicare fee-for-service medical reviews back on August 3rd. This was despite HHS Secretary Alex Azar extending the public health emergency. Uh, CMS said it will resume Medicare payment audits and other medical review activities regardless of the status of the public health emergency. Um, so AHA, of course, is concerned about this decision. They have uh, told basically CMS, CMS Administrator Seema Verma in a July 29th letter that Uh, These audits could take away from hospitals' COVID-19 response efforts, burdensome during a pandemic, um, requiring hospitals on the front line to divert their time, attention, and resources away from patient care toward managing medical reviews, especially in the case of reviews conducted by RACs, which are paid on a contingency fee basis, which we know and are therefore incentivized to deny claims, um, you know, AHA also objected on the basis of they're finally clearing, Medicare is clearing an appeals backlog, and this could stymie that progress with that backlog. So some tough news here. We, we probably knew this was coming, but I, I suppose the takeaway is if you have your denials team to alert, if they don't, aren't aware of this yet, if you are involved as a CDI specialist, more and more are in the, in the audit prevention and appeals process, that these will be coming again. Just curious, your thoughts on on this, Don, if you have any, or if, if your CDI department is involved with denials or appeals.
1: Right now, our CDI department does not handle the denials or, or appeals. That's in another department, and they do have specific denials nurses assigned to that task. I can see where this could be extremely overwhelming and uh, uptick things and make it difficult to get back to um, CDI. Uh, what we do is, and, and one and impacting patient care, what we do is um, we partner with that department, and they send us these denials, so CDI looks at them from an educational perspective. How can we improve our process and where might we be uh, having some gaps for education and documentation? I, I would, I would strongly suggest don't let those companies tell you how to document. I think it's this is a call to every CDI program to have a, a very strong, solid physician advisory group who is willing to stand up to your clinical guidelines. Um, and if you don't have clinical guidelines to work on establishing those, and be ready to stand by what you believe and in the, in the level of care you've provided your patients. But I can see where this this could very well be a burden. In, in that area.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Great advice there, Don. Okay, and just to wrap up here with a brief Actus update. So, Actus Update is a regular feature bringing you the latest updates on what's going on inside our association. I mentioned the virtual education curtain call program. You can register for that today right on our homepage. Check out our slider here. Um, as well as our CDI week poster you can download, but, but do register for that program. This is a free program offering up to 11 CEUs, which we're pleased to offer when we know that CEU opportunities are more limited these days. Uh, but also I wanted to just mention that for members only, we had our ACTUS quarterly conference call last week, last Thursday, August 20th. That call is now available to listen to as well as to access uh, the CEU survey to get your CEU for listening to that call. We, we had a special call on telehealth and the way CDI could get involved in this. So, if you're not an ACTUS member, I don't know what you're waiting for, sign up today and you'll get access to resources like this. Okay, well that is going to do it for today's edition of the Actus podcast, Talking CDI. Once again, I want to thank 3M for their generous support of their sh- of the show today. We're gonna to be back here in two weeks. Uh, this is a big one, folks. If you haven't heard, we are, um, th- th- there was a, a, I don't know how you couldn't have seen it, but in July, the OIG issued a big report on malnutrition national uh, audit that revealed what they thought was a lot of issues with the reporting of severe malnutrition. and. Are recommending CMS contractors recoup a large amount of money. Uh, we're going to have the audit manager from the OIG on, on this show coming up September 9th, so be sure you tune in for this. Um, we also just re recorded a, uh, a show that we had some technical difficulties with multi uh, system inflammatory syndrome in children, or MISC. That was supposed to debut August 12th. The show is now re-recorded, and we're going to post that to our um, podcast feed. So, as always, I'll just conclude with, if you have any suggestions for future guests, ideas about the format of the show, if you like today's show, send me an email at bmurphy at actus.org, and we'll do more of the same. Well, thanks again, Don, for joining us. For everyone else, we'll see you back here in two weeks. Take care, everyone.